This is the Good Judge Men Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another session of the Good Judgment Podcast. I am Wade Paget, And I'm Tane Kell, and together we will be your hosts. The Good Judgment Podcast is designed for judges, lawyers, and others who are interested in judges and the law and procedure that occurs in a courtroom. Now, our focus is on Georgia law and Georgia judges. We normally address issues dealing with substantive law and procedure, but occasionally we have some other topics that we think might be of interest for judges to consider. For those who have been listening to our podcast, we want to thank you and hope that you'll tell somebody else. And don't forget, folks, if you want to contact us, you can send us an email to goodjudgepod at gmail.com, or you can follow us on the web at goodjudgepod.com. Hello, folks. This is Wade Padgett. And I'm Tane Kell. Welcome back to the Good Judgment Podcast. You know, we're in the middle of a series of episodes on how to try a criminal case from beginning to end, and we are now ready to receive the verdict. But Tane, we've already talked about this a little bit on the Good Judgment Podcast, have we not? Yeah, that's right. We did a previous uh, podcast on receiving jury verdicts, and we'd like for you to refer to that. But we have a few other things we wanted to add as a part of this outline. You know, we talked about the fact that you try to reach out to people and say, look, please don't show out when the verdict comes back. Um, You've waited a long time to see this verdict, and please don't show out. And I go ahead and give my bailiffs the authority to take people out who can't control themselves. I imagine you do the same. Yeah, although I actually have a real advantage because in a criminal case, my sheriff wants to know when a verdict is, is about to come in, and they tend to flood the courtroom with a lot of people in uniform. So I rarely have any issues with anybody doing anything. So let's talk about after we've received the verdict and you've gotten it from the four person, because we've already talked about that in our other podcast uh, or our other episode on receiving a verdict. So let's ask, let, let, I don't remember if we talked about polling the jury in that other podcast out of an abundance of caution. Let's talk about it right quick. Yeah, sure. If somebody asks for a poll, it's only going to be the defendant. That's usually true. Yes. And you have to do it. Yes. That's not an option. Yes. And you ask them three questions, and we talked about this, the fact that these questions don't appear anywhere in the law. Yeah, these are really not statutory questions. They're just something that has evolved over time. And so some version of these questions will suffice. The questions are this. Uh, You call the first juror and you say, was that your verdict in the jury room? Was it freely and voluntarily given by you? And is it still your verdict? The reason that you need to call each one of them either by name or by number, however you're identifying them, is the record just needs to be clear that each juror answered those questions. We've tried to be very careful. Our sheriff's department wants to shackle the defendant about the time the last verdict is read. If there's any of them guilty, they want to shackle people up and all of those sorts of things. And as you know, a verdict is one thing. Somebody's not convicted until the written sentence is signed and completed and and given to the clerk for filing and it's filed. So avoid that. We have had some jurors who absolutely look mortified when uh, all the shackles come out. And and I think it's a show of force by the sheriff's office. And I never, you know, I don't think that has any place in our courtroom. So just be very careful that you control that and, and that, that you, you make sure that you, you don't turn off all these jurors who think now they've done something bad 
by rendering a verdict. Yes, sir. And we've talked about it in our previous podcast, but one of the ways that I avoid any issue with respect to that is, despite what you see on television and in the movies, I don't have the defendant stand up while the verdict is read. He's sitting down in a chair that's pushed in under the defense table. He can't get up. There's a deputy by this point standing right behind him. A whole lot of problems can be avoided with defendant's conduct by simply simply having them continue to be seated until the jury leaves the room. We talked a lot about how you receive that verdict and having the lawyers come to the bench. You know, a lot of the stuff that you see on TV that we have all found to be fascinating and, and suspense building about don't let the lawyer see the verdict ahead of time because it messes up the suspense and have the defendant stand and face the accuser and receive the verdict. What Tane just said makes a lot of sense. Just because you saw it on TV doesn't make it law. And there might be some good and valid reasons not to do the things that have traditionally been done because it, it, it solves a lot of problems for a lot of people. So when you get done and, and you, you've, you've now polled the jury, we've gotten the verdict, the defendant is seated, you cannot thank the jury for their verdict. You can thank the jury for their service. And you should. And you definitely should. But make sure you don't just carry on about the correctness of their verdict, because that's really not your place. You're the referee. You're not to decide who wins, and you don't have an opinion on who should win. And, and I would just I would admonish you this. This is not the time to ad lib what you're going to say to the jury. And the reason is when we ad lib something we tend to go on and on sometimes because we don't know how to end what we're saying. Just have a short thank you written out for the jury and send them out. And folks, we have gone through a, a, a lot of this detail in our Receiving a Verdict podcast. Please make sure you go there and check. But there is one thing we probably really didn't talk about because we were receiving a verdict. That's all. Assume, assumably it was a guilty verdict because we talked about polling. Right. When you get a not guilty verdict after five, or on the weekend, or whatever, make sure there is a process for the defendant to be released from custody if the defendant has no other pending charges. But be smart. If you send an order over their fax machine or whatever that says, Judge Padgett says you are to release Joe Smith. If Joe Smith has other charges you don't know about, you don't, you're not trying to do that. Right. Don't let the lateness of the day mess you up. Make sure that you communicate that on this charge, this defendant has been found not guilty. The sheriff gets really upset if you let the defendant walk out the back door of the courtroom and A, they've still got other charges pending, and B, they're wearing the clothes the sheriff loaned to them to wear for trial. They usually kind of want those back. Just send them back to process out through the sheriff's office, but just make sure that you stay involved in that process. Folks, thanks for listening to the Good Judgment Podcast. We have one more section to go. This is Wade Padgett. And I'm Tane Kell. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Good Judgment Podcast. This project was the brainchild of Doug Ashworth, the executive director of ICJE. Thanks and appreciation to Mr. Jim Henneberger and the entire University of Georgia College of Law. Without them, we really could not do this. And thanks to Mr. Stephen Turner and his company, Turner Up Media, who helped to edit some of our stupidity and awkwardness. Hey, but nobody can get it all. That's a good point. Tane and I are eternally grateful to the Council Superior Court judges who allowed us to lead new judge orientation. 
with Superior Court judges across Georgia. And thanks to our NGAO graduates who've been willing to help with this podcast series. You know that these are our opinions and do not reflect the opinions of ICJE, CSCJ, the University of Georgia College of Law, or anybody else with an acronym or alphabet name. Or anyone else for that matter. Contact us at goodjudgepod at gmail.com if you have any praise. And contact someone else with any of your complaints. <laughs> but seriously, we would love to have your feedback, both good and bad. Send those comments to goodjudgepod at gmail.com. And visit our website at goodjudgepod.com for outlines and more details about our podcast. Once again, I am Wade Paget, And I'm Tane Kell. And thanks for listening. Tane, I guess it's time to bang the gavel on this one. Any last thoughts before we wrap this session up? No, let's just turn it over to the studio audience. And the crowd goes wild. Thanks for listening to the Good Judge Men Podcast.